Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast that tells our stories of starting and running our float centers while we provide tips and insights along the way. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Art of the Float. And of course, you can join the conversation by leaving a speak pipe on artofthefloat.com. It's that gold bar on the left side of the screen. You can also find any show notes, links, pictures from every episode, all that good stuff on the website, including our marketing roundtable, which is May 17th, if you're interested in um, joining our roundtable discussion where we provide a whole bunch of information on a topic, in this case, marketing planning, uh, and would also like to share any of your insights, uh, then please join us May 17th, and artofthefloat.com is where you want to go to check that out, uh, forward slash roundtable. I am Dylan. I own the float shop with Sandra Calm in Portland, Oregon. I'm joined tonight with Amy of Nash Float Nashville, excuse me, as always, and Lance of the Float Shack in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. And let's see here. It, just so you know, if you're interested in consulting, again, go to artofthefloat.com and check out our services. If you're interested in supporting the show, we'd love it if you bookmark the Amazon link on our recommended products page. And that just helps uh, send a few ducats our way and doesn't cost you anything uh, the, way that, the way that we like it. Uh, let's see here. A little bit of housekeeping. Just want to thank... Uh, float away for sponsoring us the simple act of floating in warm salty water is the most relaxing experience on earth this has been Floataway's byline for more than 15 years i think uh, quite a bit more than 15 years it's true for each of the eight different models in all 40 or so countries where happy customers float in Floataway float tanks and Floataway is proud of the specially equipped round pools in tulsa oklahoma where research is really putting floating on the mainstream map you can check them out at www.floataway.com and find out how the company has pioneered new techniques, new shapes, and new ideas in floating. The founders, Colin and Ginny Stanwell Smith, are world experts on every aspect of flotation technology. Floataway is a family business within the floating family. Again, floataway.com is where you want to go to check them out. All right. Amy and Lance, welcome back to another week. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. All right. Amy, how are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I heard some news before we started recording tonight. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little crazy right now. As we're recording this, I found out about, oh, it's been about 20 minutes ago as I was trying to get to my house and could not due to all the police cars and the, uh, uh, we call them NES, uh, National Electric Service trucks. We had a tornado pass through and uh, happened to hit here at my house and I got some trees down and a car messed up and a roof messed up. And I and we I feel extra guilty tonight because um, one of our trees fell and pulled down the power line, and we are the only person around here with with power <laughs> this evening, which is why I'm able to be here. It must just my universe must have wanted me to be here tonight, but <laughs> I feel guilty when all my neighbors have no internet or power at the moment, and here I am in um, air conditioned luxury. In so podcast heaven. Absolutely. That's right. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you have the internet because we're going to have you broadcast from Starbucks if you didn't. So that's, <laughs> that, that makes me happy. Good, good. Oh, that would have been fun. That's an adventure in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, but wait. we're doing good. Um, and you're doing good. You're doing good. Doing, <laughs> yeah. I'm much better than my neighbors right now. So. Oh, man. Um, oh, I'm sorry to hear that for them. Hey? What, yeah, right? I'm, I'm sorry to hear that for your neighbors, and I'm sorry to hear that you're going through that, through that with your your house and your car as well. And but but I agree. I'm I'm really happy that you're. It, it's as little as it as it actually is. Yeah, it really. I, I'm very 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 lucky. My neighbors got hit quite a bit worse um, with uh, with trees trees down, 
Uh, I saw a neighbor with some broken windows and that sort mm. of thing across the street. So, uh, you know, my heart goes out to them. They really are the ones that are having a really, really sure. bad day right now. So thanks. Float Nashville. Totally okay, though? <laughs> Float Nashville looks like it was hit by a tornado. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, it was not. We are just rebuilding a tank that was supposed to be done yesterday. And, and Mark's like, no, really, we can open the float center after two days. I'm like, oh, nope, oh, I know funny. how this goes. Yeah, and yeah. sure enough, when I left, and it's the evening now here in Nashville, he was still still working <laughs> on that freaking tank. Uh, but it looks beautiful. We just uh, rebuilt a tank and... Um, it should be up and running by tomorrow. My fingers, toes, and everything else I can cross is crossed. Uh, but yes, so we, we got to rebuild his open tank, which Mark oh, built cool. okay. from scratch when we uh, opened. But, uh, you know, it was his first float tank ever, and it just needed some updates, and it, it looks fantastic. He did a great job. May I ask what, what some of those updates were, if, if that's okay? Sure. So our intake and outtake pipes um, were above the surface. He actually went in and now they sit like every other normal uh, open flow tank where the intake and outtake sit within the tank. Uh, he rebuilt the area around the float tank. He made it into this beautiful, if you don't know, my uh, business partner, Mark, was born and raised in Korea. So he likes things with a bit of an Asian touch to it. So he built out the wood around the tank, made a beautiful little bench. Um, fix the lighting, the buttons that turn on and off the lights. We built a new light box. It's a little easier to access. Oh, cool. Uh, so little, little things like that, that will make a big difference to the people who float in it. Awesome. That's yeah. terrific. Is there yeah. any way that uh, he could send some pictures tonight that we can post? Is that? Uh, can I, can I wait for him to send them after <laughs> he cleans <laughs> the room up? I'd prefer you didn't. <laughs> I'd love All right. I've got, a, I've got a few along the way. <laughs> They're how about a little from column A, a little from column B? It's always okay. good to, sh to show <laughs> to show what uh, what's been, you know, behind yeah. the scenes. The, yeah, the, the customers see one thing, but this is this is art of the flow. This is delivering the flow. <laughs> it's no problem. It's terribly messy. It is so messy, <laughs> dust everywhere. In fact, I think my employees are still at the shop um, dusting and running the vacuum. They've been doing it all day long. It's insane. That's always fun because like I dust clean like after some some construction or some maintenance or whatever, and then I swear to God like I'll take a lunch break, I'll come back, and it's completely dust covered again. Like oh yeah, it was all in the air. Yeah. That's why I shouldn't clean. I should just wait wait twenty four hours. You know. I, yeah. It's hard to convince. Exactly. You know. You think we'd learn, right? <laughs> right. You think. But yeah. <laughs> I'll never learn. <laughs> well, I'm excited. Yeah. Upgrades to the float tanks is always really fun and, and exciting, so I'm, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. And we have no room to build out, but by God, we're gonna we're we're gonna in. rearrange <laughs> things and make things better as we can. And it, it's a nice it's it's nice to have something new. It makes you feel good yeah, about your place totally. again. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> again. Oh. Well, you know what I mean. It's just the everyday. We have a tiny center, so there's not much we can do. Yeah. But when we, you know, it's like getting something new. It's fun. And it Chris, feels good. Uh, and our clients will enjoy it as well. Chris measures uh, float tanks. Maybe you need to go with some vertical float tanks. Get some more in there. Mm, there <laughs> <we> go. <laughs> Just a thought. Just a thought. Lance, how are you doing? What's going on with you this week? Good. Good. No, I can totally relate to Amy there. Just freshening things up. It just mm. feels so good. Like... Um, I mentioned last week how we're switching up our Mondays. So Mondays, we're instead of doing our maintenance all day and tank scrubbing, um, we're doing upgrades and, you know, the building maintenance. Um, we're trying that for a bit. And uh, yesterday, I got to touch up all 
well, our hallway paints and some room paints and just, you know, those little nicks and those little scratches and scuffs that don't wipe out. And it just feels yep. good to, you know, clean those up. Um, mm-hmm. You step back and look and you're like, dang, you know, nice. even moving artwork around and you're like, oh, that goes way better over there. <laughs> and it just, it freshens up the space and feels yeah. good. That's feels really good. true. And I don't know about you guys, but I get so accustomed to how things look that I don't see the scuff marks. I don't see the little nicks and things that are around. And now, Dylan, I do have a question. I know that you weren't spending as much time at the float shop and you were kind of backing off to take care of the stuff uh, around the, the paperwork and stuff around the shop. But then now I know you've gone back and spent a few more days there. Did you notice when you went back after not being there as often? Uh, that's interesting. That's an interesting question, but yes, yes and no. I, I feel like I re-noticed things that I, I have noticed a while ago, but put, put on a back burner of like that. They're just other things that are way higher priority. So, uh, Emily, the lead at the float shop has done, uh, created a, a spreadsheet for me, basically. It's mostly for me. It might not technically be for me, but I do most of the maintenance. And so basically just, there's a whole list there of everything that needs to be done at the shop. Nice. And then in our weekly meeting, she basically tells me what the priorities are for updates. I think I have some input on that as well, but but basically she <laughs> lets me know. And like I totally got shot down for uh, I wanted to redo the bathroom floor downstairs so that it would look better and uh, was, was told, no, these, these are the priorities. We need to have these things updated before a bathroom floor gets updated. It's like, mm-hmm. OK, yeah, OK, that that's great. You're. You're, uh, you know, boots on the ground. You have a better visual of what's going on than, than I do. So, um, you know, but That's then nice. there's like some trim that uh, hasn't been installed for five years. And, you know, yeah, I notice it more probably that I, I work there less frequently, but. I'm not, uh, not doing anything about it, not yeah, installing that anytime soon. That's those little things that we really have to sort of keep up on and remember. Like, mm-hmm. those are the details that people see when they walk in our door. We may be spending 8, 10, 12 hours a day in our float centers overseeing this thing. Oh, it's, you know, it's just something in the corner there. Like, uh, mm-hmm. no one's going to notice. But that may be the only time that person ever walks through your center. And that first impression will mm-hmm. often last. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that, you know, I've constantly you know, battling with whether it be, you know, a, a, a spider web in a corner that I oh, know right. I should get, but it's like, oh, it's so high up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but then you see someone looking and they, they catch in their eye and you're like, dang, yes. now I got to clean that because it's, it's bad. Like people shouldn't, you know, be seeing those things. So, you know, yeah. it's cleaning the scuff marks up, staying on top of these things, making sure you don't leave a broom sitting around just for one changeover um, because yeah. that one changeover is maybe the only 10 minutes that person will be there. So it's... Uh, we have curtains that uh, close like our extra shampoo bottles and stuff like that. And then one that hides our towels. And when I like go upstairs and see that those are open during a transition, I just have like an internal freak out session because like any client could be using the restroom at any given moment, which means mm-hmm. they'd be walking past all of that stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, very, very similar, whether it's a cobweb or what have you, like every yeah. little thing adds up to an impression that somebody has of your space. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting. I think the, the worst, um, the worst call to, uh, calling my attention that sort of thing happened when my mother was in at Christmas and she was, she came and floated and she went to the restroom afterwards and she came out. She said, Amy, you have some dirt on the base of your toilet. And it was around the little, the little mat that sits on the base of the toilet. And my mother was like, you clients are going to see that. And we had totally, it was one of those little things we'd missed it. But my mother was very (laughs) upset. 
and and she has every right to be. And the funny thing is, we went out, we put it on the maintenance list. It's like you must, nice. you know, wipe around the base of the toilet because my mother noticed it, and if she sees it again. Mm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> but but it is it. good to have those fresh eyes around for sure. I, I appreciate it as much as it was um, a bit of a humbling experience. I appreciated having my mother's um, eyes on the place. Seeing you what know, she sees. Random aside here, but I, to help pay for my martial arts when I was a teenager, I, I couldn't afford it. So I would um, clean the place. And one of the things was cleaning the bathrooms. And one of the things was cleaning the toilets, like extremely well. So I always notice when toilets aren't just sparkling clean, including down by those nuts that that hold it down at the base. So I'm with I'm with your mom on this yeah. one. <laughs> it wasn't horrible, but she noticed sure, it. Sure. So, <laughs> mothers, like, yeah. Oh, mothers. Yeah. That's so I was going to say, no matter what, being a mother, it has to be something. You can't leave yeah. there without something. You, <laughs> there know. Is, you can no build perfection. You can build a palace, spend right. years building a palace, and walk in. Ah, but that, you know um, that. that, just that I would. It's perfect. Yeah, I wouldn't have put that light there. You know? <laughs> Come on. Just tell me you're proud, mom. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, things have, uh, things have been pretty good for me. Um, today we launched a pretty cool camp, not really campaign. I guess it's our second year doing it with about 10 other local businesses where we call the local loop. So, um, we do it on Instagram where there's 10 businesses that participate. Mm-hmm. Um, the, how it works is basically you can win $500 in gift cards from local business. You just got to like their page and then tag two friends sort of thing. Um, but when there's 10 businesses going, they all launch at noon. Everyone makes the exact same post, but each mm-hmm. business tags another business. Yeah. So um, I would tag, so Float Shack would tag Float Nashville. Float Nashville would tag the Float Shop. Um, and then you have to go through the loop as a consumer or, you know, someone sure. entering. Um, yeah. You have to like the Float Shack, Float Nashville float shop and you have to go through the entire loop um in order to be entered so we did that today and we've got about 200 followers and it's been going on since noon so on instagram um that's pretty good for instagram so and those are all local people those are people within our city that basically are shopping with you know local business so we're not getting people from you know different countries or different sides of the world or anything like that it's uh it's all local people so that was a cool campaign um, I'm excited to see how it goes in the next 24 hours with Instagram's new algorithms they started using eight months ago because it used to um, work a lot differently. Uh, when everyone would post at noon, it'd line up and you people would be scrolling down and that's all they would see is local loop oh. for a few swipes. But now it's um, based on things you like or they predict oh, sure. that you will like more. Um, so it works a little different this year. I'm sorry, disappointed, but we'll see. Um got some disappointing news um, the other day. I had a gentleman uh, come up the stairs in his big work boots and his fancy fluorescent vest and hard hat and give me a piece of paper. And he's like, hey, here from the city. Uh, Just letting you know we're going to be tearing up your road here in front of you and uh, replacing all the water lines. It's going to be about a month or two and you'll be on reserve storage. Oh, Oh, no. Sweet. So um, I can... I can tell you guys all the story of the construction around the float shack. Um, we decided to get into an area that was going to be, it's the new downtown of Red Deer. So uh-huh, everything's right. going to be upgraded and built around us. And we got like 
the primo location here. Um, when that happened, um, right when we got our place, um, they dug up the road in front of us and they had to mar- bury a power line that was ran above throughout the city. They were putting it right in front of us along the river. So that was about nine months, nine to 10 months of excavators and dozers and construction equipment, like 30 feet, not even, not even in front of our building working. And we had to battle through that. Um, right. It's hard when your building shaking and well, I'm shaking the table as I'm doing this. Sorry, <laughs> I got a microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, your building shaking and, you know, you, you see ripples in the water. Um, because of construction equipment outside, it's hard to maintain a you know consistent float experience. Um, so we had some difficulties with that. When that finished up, um, construction right beside us. So the other half of the building, which was previously empty, was sold. Um, and they did construction on there for almost two years. They just wrapped it up. Um, I would say about a month to two months ago, it's been wrapped up where there's no more... No more construction trucks outside, no more traffic, like they're done. And then, like, weeks after that, um, we get told they're going to be ripping the road up again <laughs> and replacing the water lines that they clearly could have done when they buried the power line. Um, oh, wow. And it, it's just really disappointing. It's going to be very hard to, you know, go through another sort of summer of construction where. You know, traffic's going to have to park way behind us and walk around our building. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. So it's just another thing um, that we're trying to uh, work through as a float center in a developing area, I guess. Comes, it's definitely a wonderful thing when, when your area is being developed. But, right. man, I, yeah. I feel for you. Yeah. So, um. Who knows? Maybe we'll be building float tanks on like using electromagnetic plates or something. So our float tanks float off the ground so we can totally isolate vibrations. If somebody (laughs) would like to go ahead and make that, I would really appreciate it. (laughs) I would really appreciate that. God, the vibrations that come up through the ground are just a beast, man. That's tough. But uh, I'm sorry, Lance. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's all good. It's just um, I'm I'm lucky I got a podcast to uh, share my experience with everyone as we go through this again. (laughs) Let us let us kvetch. Yes. Yeah. Oi. Oi. Um, (laughs) But uh, bless their hearts. Bless Bless their hearts. hearts. Those construction those construction crews. Uh, I. I've been doing a little bit of maintenance. So it's actually really funny that this is what you guys are talking about of like sprucing things up and all that stuff because I, I've been trying to go through the the, the fixer-upper things around the place. And an interesting thing... What's that? I said the list. The list you're just <laughs> talking about. Yeah, the list. The list is uh, is long. And uh, what what's interesting is that we used a ceramic tile on our showers and there is a portion of the shower when you're getting out of our tranquility float tank that is super common apparently for somebody to touch on their way into the shower and it it has liquefied (laughs) portions of the tile and it is eaten into it and i did not know that that was even possible so i mean technically i knew that was possible but at the same time i thought well this is a shower it's wet and for the most part, that's entirely true. If you can have that type of tile inside of a shower and that the salt density becomes so minimal as soon as that shower turns on and everything gets wet. 
but because our shower kind of bow wraps around uh, a little enclave, or is that right? Anyway, um, they have something to, to grip onto, and it's it's tile, and it's added the it caused these pock marks all throughout that, and so I've filled that with 100% silicone uh, caulk, and uh, hopefully <laughs> that does it, or at least slows it down because it actually started getting sharp. Like if you if you reach, you could potentially scratch, or I don't know, maybe eventually cut yourself. And so that was just like a weird, uh, just, I don't know. I, I just didn't see that coming. And But the fact that it's been five years and this is coming on now is kind of cool. Like, okay, like it, it's gradual. It's happened very slowly. We can nip this in the bud before we like actually crack the tiles and replace them, which, you know, if we have to, we have to. But um, yeah, anyway, so that's... So that's uh, that's a good, that? a good lesson for a lot of those that are exactly. starting construction. Um, use porcelain tiles. Yes. Um, you know, there may be some fancy, you know, even glass tiles or the fancy decorative tiles. You think, oh, maybe I'll use them up high. I, I would say just don't. <laughs> it's not worth it for any of your tiles to be liquefying. If you think salt's not <laughs> going to get there, I will almost bet that the salt will get there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so. Lance, I was on Float Collective today <laughs> looking at pictures of people's float centers and I would see like the tile would go up uh, so high off of the float tank or away from the shower. And I was just going, oh, man. Like given enough time, salt will hit everything. It'll it'll destroy the paint, all that stuff. Like I just want to, I just want our entire rooms to be tiled or all be ultramarine twenty or tacron flooring up the walls. Like just it, it gets everywhere and it destroys everything. So yeah, yeah. So the lessons here: use porcelain <laughs> tile if you're using tile, and as we said, it destroys everything. Um, get it off the walls as soon as it touches the walls, and it won't destroy everything. I'm very proud of how we've maintained a lot of our things, but the the areas we haven't maintained, yeah, salt destroys it. So um, clean. If you see salt, clean it. Don't you don't want to see salt? We're in the business of salt, but you don't want to see it. From my opinion, maybe if you like see it. salt, clean salt. If you see something. If you see, <laughs> sea salt, clean salt, sea salt, clean salt. Say that ten times. Sea salt, clean salt. Oh, hey, salt, Lance. Salt. I was talking with. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Emily today. How old are you, Lance? I am twenty. What year is it? Twenty. <laughs> twenty-seven. I'm twenty-seven. You're 20, twenty-seven. Okay. Yeah. I think I might have said you were twenty-five to her, but uh, I think everybody everybody thinks you're uh, old man lumberjack based on yep. your voice. Yep. <laughs> so uh just that's the voice of uh that's a voice of experienced man right that's here. right that's you know, right why if i start talking if i start talking higher you think people start thinking i'm younger that's right amy we're gonna work on that all we're of gonna us work on yeah. That? yeah that's why i lower my levels during editing <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Uh, let's see here oh by the way i should also mention that we had our second round table this year was it our second one this, yep. this year is going by so fast, my goodness. We did our, our roundtable discussion, and that was awesome. So thank you guys for, for joining us, and thanks to everybody, all of our listeners who joined and everybody else who, who was a part of that. That was a, a dense a dense evening of information, and it was so awesome because I think, well, I think people left like uh, with more information, more tools, but at the same time more like, Oh my gosh! I have to think about so much to uh, to decide on like my scheduling software or marketing, what whatever it is. So empowered with information, but it's almost like the more you know, the more you know, the less you know type of yeah, situation. For sure. <laughs> so yeah, I was uh, very happy with that, and it sounds like everybody was really happy with how that that went down. So I'm I'm really excited about it, and excited about uh, the one on May 17th for marketing planning. It's gonna be fun. 
It's going to be a good time. I want to bring <laughs> on uh, Kaylin here in just a moment. But first, I do just want to give a shout out to Float Helm who, for sponsoring the show. And um, just want to talk about their streamlined process uh, for, <laughs> speaking of scheduling software, they're able to import from MindBody and uh, Booker, used to be Spa Booker. And uh, occasionally, d depending on the type of software you have, they can import from other software as well. So if you're not digging the software that you're on currently, it's never too late to transfer over to Floathelm. And apparently, uh, they're actually able to clean up some of the data on its way into Helm so that it's not as complicated. And, and by all means, in, <laughs> I, I use my body, it, it is very complicated. And so uh, they're able to kind of just organize it, clean it up, and make it more useful information that you than you had on your previous software. So uh, floathelm.com is where you want to go to check them out if you're interested. And uh, again, that's for anybody who's already with a different type of scheduling software. Kaylin, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, Dylan. How are you so, doing? Doing very well. Just so everybody knows who you are, you own Cloud9 Flotation, and where are you located? I'm in Tucson, Arizona. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. And so you are in Tucson, and is that where you had your original location? It is. Okay. Back perfect. in 1987. Mm -hmm. Back in 87. Right. Uh, so you have been in the float biz for for more than a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I had a break. I mean, you know, there was a 20-year absence. <laughs> but yes. Well, so did our customers. So that, that yes, worked they sure out did. quite well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so b before we move on here, I just want to talk about how uh, you became a guest on our show here tonight. And uh, it, it was kind of funny. We put it out to the uh, Float community on Float Collective and asked for your worst moments in, uh, in, in running your Float Center. We just wanted to basically have a pity party where everybody shared all their, their sad moments. And it was a, a fun, cathartic, and actually very uh, bright episode, surprisingly bright. I was aiming for a dark, moody episode, but it turned out very positive. <laughs> So unfortunate, but uh, we, we caught you at a particular time that I'm interested to, to dive back into. And I'm just going to read your quote here, which says, I'm having a crisis right now. I finally gotten two tanks and they are both empty. In fact, this week looks pretty empty. I keep marketing, which seems to be helping the other float center in town and haven't <laughs> seen any of theirs. Uh, I'm totally worried about the bills, trying to figure out how to get the word out and uh, excuse me, uh, how to get the word out about the second tank. And um, I got to say, like, just a lot of these feelings feel feel very familiar to me of just uh, the, the bills mounting up. I've got an empty float tank and uh, just that anxiety that builds up. And I think we just caught you in a very, very special moment. And so I think on that episode, <laughs> we asked you to be on the show. And here we are. So thanks again for joining us. You are welcome. Can, can you tell, and I, I do yeah. want to hear a little bit about the history of your float center and floating back mm -hmm. in, in the 80s, but I do want to just Go back to that moment in time when you, when you were writing that. Um, mm -hmm. What take me back to that to that moment? So that was back in uh, late January. Sounds right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was having a freakout. I didn't know <laughs> what was going on. It's like everything I did was really helping the other people, hmm. um, but I wasn't experiencing my phone ringing or hmm. anybody using my software to book a float. Hmm. And um, what happened simultaneously. Is that I have um, I have you know several streams of income and one of them was selling Himalayan salt lamps on Etsy, and Etsy in I had sold like 60 of them in December and it was continuing on and uh, Etsy in their wisdom decided that of the thousands of uh, website or uh, you know stores that sell Himalayan salt lamps that mine should be taken down. Oh wow! So they said you're not personally making your float your Himalayan uh... salt lamps. 
So I said, well, yeah, me and a thousand other sites, but they decided that they were holding by their, you know, by their word and they, they took me down. So that freaked me out as well. Um, as it, so what I did, do you want to know what I did or just, I, I do. I also want to pause for just a moment and ask, is Brian still on? Just because I'm getting some audio artifacts in the background. Are you wearing earbuds right now? I am. Okay. Uh, is anybody else hearing that? I'm just concerned it's going to make it to her audio. Is it just me? Okay. No. Uh, sorry, I, I apologize to, okay. to interrupt there. Yeah, I'd be curious. to Tell me about it. So I decided to go into massive networking mode, and I went to every freaking meeting I could find yeah. um, and just told people that, you know, it's like the Cubs floated and they won. And, <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd everything I could think of, you know, to, to, um, to talk about and uh, to offer. And the other thing I did, and I thought that honestly, this was a bold move. I decided to stop discounting my first float. Ah. And I actually had a meeting with Christina who owns Levity, which is the other flotation tank center in town. And I said, and I said, you know, we're both on Groupon, which is like interesting. And I, we had both really backed off on Groupon, like to only five a month. Oh, wow. And, uh-huh. and I said, but why are we discounting a first float when we're not seeing 70% of them or 80% of them come back? Why yeah. are we rewarding them for not coming back? Mm-hmm. What if we charge full price? for our first floats and start discounting when they come back. And she said, oh my God, let's do it. And we have, and I think that's what pushed me over the edge, energetically. Nice, nice. Honestly, because I haven't changed that. Nobody's complained. You know, honestly, there's only the two of us in town. Um, there is one other on the way, 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 way desert side of okay. town, and they don't do any marketing. So hmm. if people want to float, for less, they can go to Phoenix, which is an hour and a half to two hours away. Got it. Where they can come to us. Might lose money in, in the gas bill. Yeah. Uh-huh. Amy and Lance, do you have any thoughts on that? On the, instead of discounting the first float, making it the second and third? Well, I think Caitlin brought up probably the, the most important part of that is, yeah, why are we re- rewarding them for only coming once? Because mm-hmm. as I think we know, in our industry, the return rate is a little bit lower than... Mm-hmm other service industries. And so we need to think about our strategy a little differently. And I think that's a wise move. I know that it's hard. For example, we only discount if they buy first three floats. We get phone calls all the time asking if we have any first float or specials. Mm -hmm. And it's tough to say, well, sure, if you buy three floats for 147, they're like, so if I bring two of my friends, I'm like, well, no. Mm -hmm. And I have to explain to them why we do the three floats and that sort of thing. Uh, and it's very, and you can tell they get a little frustrated because they're very used to getting that first float or that mm. first service at a discounted rate. So yeah. um, I think the other thing that really stood out to me, what you said, Miss Kaylin, was that you are ha- you have a relationship with the other float center in your town and you're able to work together to make sure that you have a healthy uh, community um, and a healthy view of the industry, which is something that I don't know if everybody has, but I sure do wish that we did in general. So uh, that stuck out. That's really important and, um, and very admirable. Thanks. She's been wonderful. I mean, it's, you know, I, I've been floating for 30 years. She's been floating for three, I think. And, <laughs> um, and, and so we both have our own strengths. I mean, she has sure. acupuncture and massage at her place. I do sound therapy and meditation. 
So it, you know, it's like we have very different markets and what you know we're focusing differently. Um, I'm very close to the military base, so I get a lot of um, the military, which is really exciting to me. Yeah, and cool. in fact, I, I had at that moment when I was in that crisis, I mean, you get so creative. Um, I decided to steal um, from Dan Larson. Um, is it Dan Larson, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the, um, the military first responders, um, program. It was nice. actually, I did a combination, like a hybrid between him and, um, float, um, uh, true rest where I, you know, my goal is to be able to float military and first responders for free on the 11th. So oh, nice. I started putting that out there. I wrote an article in natural awakenings, oh, cool. um, Excellent. to, to, to show that, um, I st started, I made a flyer and put it up at the VA and also started offering like really honestly discounted programs to people who are suffering from PTSD, who will commit to a weekly float mm. for four weeks and journal and give me a testimonial mm -hmm. uh, so that I can make a GoFundMe and then go off and, you know, <laughs> do all that. So Eventually, I'll be doing a nonprofit so that people can benefit from that on tax-wise, but I haven't gotten there yet. Sure, that's but great. I will say that that crisis got me very creative. And then at the end of the month, what I saw was not only was I not in the hole, but I was 200% in the black to where I was the year before. Nice. And, and that's continued throughout the year so far. So, gosh... <laughs> so what would you say, because a lot of the things that you did, I think are fantastic, but I know for most people and most of us that what you did feels very anti-intuitive. It's like, mm. oh, stop giving, to get, to get ahead, stop <laughs> right. giving discounts, get away from Groupon. Um, and, and we went through it and it's a really hard thing to do. Um, what would you say to people who are hesitating to do that? Because it feels very scary. You know what? It was totally on my intuition that I did it. Mm. So I've run this entire business this time completely on intuition. I had a vision, honestly, a vision on August 1st, 2015 to start a float center. And it came from just asking a question. You know, it's like I, I was in corporate, I was in corporate sales. I was working for Dun & Bradstreet. Um, I had worked for Dex, which is the phone book. And I worked for Intuit, which is, you know, QuickBooks. And um, for about a year, I'd been getting like a feeling that I needed to get back into the healing arts. Back flotation was not on the radar at all. Got it. And um, I mean, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I said, you know, when the kids are grown, I'm going to put one, you know, use one of my bedrooms in my house and bring in another flotation tank because I miss it so much. <laughs> and, and, but I'd totally forgotten about all that and finally just surrendered. I got fired. And that was the big push to, okay, I guess I'm going to be doing something else now. And I asked the question, okay, I'll go back into the healing arts, but nice. what's going to attract people to come to me? Hmm. And I'm telling you, as God is my witness, the words flotation tank in big neon hit me in the head. <laughs> and like, like, why didn't I think of that? Nice. And wow. Cool. Honestly. And that was August 1st, uh, 2015. <laughs> I didn't know there was a float convention. I didn't know that floating had come back into popularity. Uh -huh. I didn't know any of that. And the more I researched, the more I found out that, gee, maybe uh, I'm onto something here. <laughs> and, 
And Beautiful. we opened uh, at the end of September, like two months later, because I work I work out of my home. And and that's what you're doing full time. Yeah. Congratulations, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> but but that also makes it more stressful when you're when nobody's in your float tanks. Am I yes, right? <laughs> it, it does. It is. It is. But it's just been working. I mean, it's been working out and and blowing my mind that it has been. Now, my first year, I was subsidized. I had a roommate and I had, you know, a very supportive family. But this year, it's all on me. And um, I had the roommate moved out last April and I put it on the massage table in. And <laughs> yeah, so and then I was at the farmer's market because I do market at the farmer's market and I recommend it. Because people are, I mean, somebody just bought an $800 package from me from the farmer's market two days ago. Wow. So, it, you know, it's like they they came in and they said, oh, my God, this is amazing. The guy went from a, a pain level of seven to a pain level of two. Hmm. And they bought a huge package. So it was like, that worked. Um, right. But there's this little old lady who came up to me and she said, oh, you have a flotation tank? I have a flotation tank, honey. And I said, wow, how long have you been floating? She said, oh. I don't know about 30 years and she had purchased a flotation tank when she lived in Washington from a center that was going out of business and it had been she had moved around with it for all these years and it was time for her she's 80 it's time for her to stop you know she just didn't feel like getting in the tank anymore and uh, and I got I got it oh wow no so way. it was like I looked at it and I said well I'll offer you this much and then we completely refurbished it I mean we we repainted it we the whole thing it's a brand new float tank and um it, it's just so i that's how i got my second tank and and what kind of tank is it oasis oasis nice yeah Amy, what were you gonna ask i was gonna ask i'm going back you, you mentioned that you really recommend uh doing some marketing at the farmer's market can mm -hmm. i ask you what type of marketing or how do you have your your marketing set up at the farmer's market and what mm -hmm. what would you suggest people do in order to to approach their local farmer's market yeah, so um, our farmers markets—they have them all the time. I mean, I'm in Tucson, so we have outdoors farmers markets all the time. And um, what I did is I kind of came in the back door because it wasn't—you know—floating is not really a farmers market. But I was selling culinary salts, so they were all excited about the culinary ah. salts. And then from the culinary salts, I added bath salts, and from—and I always had floating. I said, "I'm I'm here to promote floating," and they said, "That's fine." And so now I'm doing um, hemp honey, and I'm doing shungite, um, you know, uh, jewelry and and little dots for your phone. And I'm I have just a few things, but it's always. And what do you know about flotation? You know, and mm -hmm. the, the more I, I mean, I've been featured in magaz local magazines because of this. Um, people are recognizing flotation more because of what's going on in the athletic world. Hmm. So it's like I, we just have to get out there. And people will find us. And that's, you know, sometimes I make $15 at the farmer's market and sometimes I make 500 mm -hmm. So you know, it depends on the week. But it's only ever costing me $25. And if you, I mean, for heaven's sake, it's four hours of my life and $25 and I get in front of hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Good deal. Do you feel like, um, say, like last year that you weren't networking, that you weren't getting out there reaching out to the community uh, and, and, do you th think that made the switch for you, like just getting out there? Yeah, I, um, I started doing the farmer's market a year ago this month. So it's been exactly a year. Got it. Um, before that, I was doing networking, but with networking groups, you know, like local mm -hmm. networking groups. And they were, whereas 
it was nice to be able to kind of get my chops down and get mm -hmm. my 30-second commercial down and mm -hmm. meet other companies and give them leads. And, you know, some of the people floated, but it never went beyond a first generation. Oh, interesting. Not, like, never. So it, that's not the best way for me to market. But I have magnets on my car, and I'm about to get vinyl on the back of it. And that's working. I mean, oh, interesting. like ridiculously, I was at a stop sign the other day and this guy was taking a picture of my car and I was like <laughs> looking at him and he said, no, 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 don't worry. I'm just taking a picture of your business card. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you'll be hearing from me soon. Oh, that's so cool. And I went to a restaurant the other day and I was giving the owner chef my business card and he said, oh my God, there was a couple in here two days ago and they gave me your business card because his back had been hurting. Oh, how funny. So, you know, it's like I think the more we all, you know, me personally get out into the neighborhood or get out into the community mm -hmm. and drive around, <laughs> you know, That's when so I don't funny. have anybody floating, um, the more the more things are going to happen. Well, I want to talk about you running your business out of your home. But first, I just I want to wrap up the, the levity float spot. Just uh, you mentioned it. Amy mentioned it. Just the fact that you guys have a good relationship, I think, is so amazing. I think that's something Art of the Float as a brand stands behind, you know, like getting <laughs> along with your competition and thinking about them less as competition or at least of, of cooperation in competition. And yeah. uh, so I, I'm so happy to hear that. And I'm, may I just briefly ask how, was it always positive? Did you both reach out to each other? How did that meeting go? And is there yes, a story there? <laughs> there is. Because <laughs> so, that's all I'm all about. <laughs> huh. um, so when I was first opening, you know, when I first had the inspiration to start Cloud9, I called the other two float centers in mm -hmm. town to try to connect with them. And the first place never called me back. And the second place, which was Levity, she called me back right away. But um, at first, she was working out of a home office as well. It wasn't her home. She was renting somebody's house. Mm. And she was like, not real encouraging. I mean, I'm sure she'll listen to this at some point. <laughs> Christine, you weren't real encouraging. She's like, how many floats are you expecting to do? And I said, I don't know, three a day would be fabulous to start yeah. with. And she goes, <laughs> three a day. I don't get three a week. And oh, I, wow. And so what I thought was, well, you don't know how to market. So, <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> right, I just, right. nothing was going to stop me. Nothing. Nice. And so I started asking her things like, well, who, what do you do for insurance? What do you, where are you getting your salt? Do you want to share some salt? So it was mostly oh, me cool. approaching her. Then I didn't hear anything from her. I actually thought she had gone out of business because I'd had some customers tell me they couldn't get a hold of her and she wasn't returning phone calls. She was moving into a commercial space. Nice. So she moved into a commercial space in a really nice location. Um, and then um, we hadn't spoken to each other really. And then we met at the float convention. I was wearing my Cloud9 shirt. And she came up to me and she said, you're Cloud9, are you Kaylin? And I said, yeah. She goes, I'm Christine from from uh, Levity. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're kidding. That's, so it was after that that we started communicating more and more. And I'll tell you, I broke the heck out of my foot a few weeks ago. And so I've been having a difficult time getting around. And, and she offered to come help me clean my tank. I mean, she, we're, we're really, really supportive of each other. That's amazing. That is awesome. I love, I love hearing that. Yeah, me too. I'm so glad I asked. That's a great story. <laughs> That's a good one for sure. I love that too. Yeah. Um, so obviously, uh, Amy and Lance and I all have float centers that are separate from our homes. And I think, um, 
I think that's true for every guest that we've had on the show who owns a float center. And yeah. with that being said, there are a lot of people out there who are looking to start their float centers in their home uh, to potentially have a commercial center and other people who just want to have a float center be part of their home. Um, my thought, like the, the first thought that comes to mind for me is that a lot of the uh, general demographic of the population is not going to be as comfortable going into a home as going into a, a float center, uh, to a commercial center, excuse me. So I would love to hear what your thoughts are on that and then just talk a little bit more about running a center out of your home. Okay. Um, I hear both ends of it. Um, hmm. There, you know, it's like I, I've heard people say, you know, it was just, I, I really wanted to come into someone's home. I feel like it's a more personal touch. I've made my home into a center. So if I were to have a commercial center, it would look a lot like <laughs> what I've done right here. Sure. Um, it's, you would never know that somebody lived here. And, oh, interesting. And I made it that way on purpose. So I've got curtains that separate the, the what used to be the dining room and is now my shipping area from what used to be my living room and is now my waiting room. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Okay. I have a pocket door that leads to the kitchen um, that I put a... Um, a logo up on so like when people walk into the door they see a huge big logo and i have uh fuzzy freddy right now so if you check fuzzy freddy's <laughs> website you'll see my logo <laughs> yeah That's like so the, the entrance nice. to my to my float center i always welcome topic. people by saying um welcome to cloud nine and this is vita our reception dog and i have <laughs> a reception dog awesome. so she comes and she greets everybody she's a little shih tzu and she's adorable and she's very well trained. I mean, she's, you know, I would have her at my float center right, to be my right. reception dog. Um, and then I do, I have a, um, a zero gravity chair that people sit in while we do the orientation. Nice. And I also do the, the muse and sound mm -hmm. healing in that chair. So I made mm -hmm. uh, like a, a memory foam cover for the, me for the chair. So when people are, lying in it they feel like they're floating in cloud nine so everything i've done from the moment they get in into my center is all about starting to lower their brainwave activity nice and and so that by the time they're doing it you know whether they're in the tank you know i offer them a stick of of uh, hemp honey i offer them you know just things that they will help them relax nice. and i use uh, isochronic <laughs> tones in my flotation tank so that they're Again, you know, they're relaxing more and more. Um, and that's at the beginning of the float? That's at the beginning of the float and at the end of the float. Cool. That's what brings them up. Um, I only have one bathroom. It's definitely a house bathroom. It's a bathtub. Um, uh -huh. But I, you know, got one of those nice um, shower curtain rods that go circular, mm -hmm. you know, that, that reach out. I've Can got... Blow out. I mean, that bow out. Mm -hmm. I mean, every, you know, it's like I've got, um, you know, a so soap shampoo conditioner container on the wall so i mean everything that's there you would find in a spa mm -hmm. it just happens to be housed in, in a in a residential area got it so i was really careful about that so did you do any construction when you put the float tanks into your house or did you uh -uh. sort of just work around it i you know i live in an adobe home so everything is brick mm -hmm. and um and the floors are all <laughs> were already all tile. So everything was prepared anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I am doing some improvements. I'm actually putting in um, double pane glass later in the like in the next month and a half. 
So I've just ordered them. So I'm just waiting for them to come in. So that's going to really help with temperature, but also with noise. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done things to, like I raised up the float tank, um, you know, and so that I have the vibration. There's not a lot of vibration and it's on a slab. Got so it. it's, it's, the house was kind of made for it. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Adobe house, by the way, what? <laughs> it, it sounds like it's also very just exciting to come into to cloud nine. Like it, it's, it's interesting. It is. And, and I, I got to say, like, as soon as you started, started describing it, I was like, oh, oh right. Like, of course, like um, we've got uh, Enzo flow. We've got uh, float on. We've got uh, Everett house. We have the float shop. We all offer, offer a different vibe and something that attracts a different demographic. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to be attracting a different demographic than, than levity is attracting or you know, any, mm-hmm. even the one that's uh, an hour and a half away, uh, yeah. that makes sense that you're just going to be attracting your own niche. And, uh, we are, now, you do, know, you have, do you have any recommendations for anybody who's opening a center out of their home? Um, find out what the zoning is in your neighborhood. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a big one. Um, I mean, you know, interestingly enough, I mean, I'm having, I'm not having issues that a commercial center might have because I'm in my home. So the health department doesn't care. They said, do you tell people you're in your home? I said, I do. It says home center right in my website. When you get my, you know, when you sign up for a float online, you get my introductory email and it says I'm in a neighborhood. So don't let that throw you. And they said, fine, then we don't care. So are you regulated in Arizona or are you not regulated? No, we're not. We're not regulated. But I follow really strict guidelines. I mean, you know, it's like I... So do you have anti, like anti-slip flooring and handrails or things yep. like that? I okay, do. So I have both. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I got my anti-slip from uh, Bed Bath & Beyond and I personally put every strip on every piece of tile. <laughs> oh, wow. And nice. um, I put handicap railing in the shower and yeah, I, I did the whole thing. Awesome. Um, I'm trying there's, yeah, I, I was blown away when the health department said, we don't care you're in your home. You tell people they know what to expect when they get there. Do other flow centers need to have, you know, do they need to meet different requirements uh, or, or water sanitation, all that? I don't. In Arizona? Yeah. No. They not don't. That okay. I'm, not that I'm aware of. But I will tell you, I spend a lot of time in my orientation explaining the sacredness of my water. Um, I used, originally, I, I started with a, with RO water because we have very hard water here in mm. Tucson. So I actually got, so I called a, a aquarium uh, company and I asked them if they could come out and fill my tank with RO water and they did. No way. Nice. Yeah. So that was, that was great. And then I also <laughs> put it through a structured water filter and I, and then I also um, filtered it through Shungite. So I feel like it's really pure. I also put, if you guys have read the message in water, I put words on my float tank that say love, harmony, you know, so that the water is, I feel like the water's alive and it's, you know, it's always being moved, um, mm. you know, every, all the time. And so it, it, it just, it, it's clean, it's pure, it's beautiful. I test it. It's good. It goes through, you know, a micro filter, it goes through an ozonator and through a UV light. So it, it's really getting a full cycle. Excellent. Yeah. Fascinating. And I, yeah, I love that you're, I love how you're running it. That's great. Thanks. I'm, I wanted to go back to the, the businessy stuff a little bit and sure. ask about the, uh, I, so I personally, I know 
I asked Lance and Amy what they thought about it, but I love that you're charging full price for that first float. I totally agree uh, with you guys, and uh, discounting the, the next floats makes makes way more sense to me. Have you seen a spike in people returning, or, or yes. are you just seen a fiscal increase in that first float? No, they are returning. I mean, they're, you know, I think it's a combination of they're really experiencing the full value of the float. They're not being discounted. Uh, they're not... Yeah. You know, they're not devaluing the float. And so when I offer them, you can get three for 149, you can get, you know, whatever it is, they're like, oh, that's great. And so they want to come and do that. Um, I also do something a little different um, than I, I haven't heard anyone else do this before, but maybe there are people. I charge a $75 annual membership fee um, in order to get the lowest priced packages. So for the $75, they get a free float on their birthday. They get 10, they get 10% off their, off my store and, um, and they get the lowest priced float. So a, a three pack is 140. But by the time you buy that first three pack and you have your, you consider your, your float on your birthday, it's paid for itself. Mm -hmm. So people aren't, aren't even, you know, they don't care. They're fine. They're right. fine with. I'm gonna free float on my birthday, and I get 10% off your store. <laughs> like if I buy a Himalayan salt lamp, I'm gonna get 10% off. Yeah, and um, and so they're enjoying that. And so what that's giving me is a little more cash flow, pre anything, you know. So like they can buy those floats for as low as forty dollars. If they buy a 12 pack, they're paying forty dollars a float. But I made that 75, so that's covering the extra costs like towels and you know like sure. the things that are recurring mm -hmm. um i i also put out a tip jar and people often tip generously so, <laughs> excellent yeah it's it's <laughs> been you know it's like for a small center like i have it's you know with just two tanks and all i'm i'm not looking to make a million billion dollars i'm looking sure. to support myself into my old age um and and to serve as many people as i can mm -hmm. um you know veterans get a bigger discount um you know so it's my purpose, I feel, is to get as many people floating on a regular basis as possible and still stay in business. Yes, that, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that the only membership that you offer? No, I have monthly memberships too. Oh, so you the do? Month, Interesting. I do. So I have monthly memberships for people who want that. But people seem to like the annual membership and buying a package better because it gives them more flexibility. Sure. You know, they can use all 12 floats in a month if they want to, or they can spread it out over the year. Um, they, they're not committed to, like, floating once a month. Now, right. so I have other people who want that commitment. Sure. I'm not going to come float unless I've got that, I've already paid for it. Yeah, that, that, that's very interesting. And, and I, I'm running that through the float shop filter as, as you're talking about it. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like because we're a... a we're a bigger machine with so many employees running and we have this bottom line that, that we need to meet that that membership doesn't fit for our business model to, mm -hmm. to offer to people. Um, because we have this desire that we want clients that are going to be coming in once a month, which leaves an opening for another business to say, we are exactly like we we're more stripped down. We have fewer employees. We have fewer overhead costs. So we are able to attract the demographic that you're attracting, which is perfect, mm -hmm. which also then separates you from whether it's levity or whomever else. So 
Very interesting. And uh, again, it just keeps bringing me back to the cooperation through competition thing. Just everybody's doing their own thing. I did. Yeah. Oh, I think if we could all collaborate together, that to me, that's the big word is like collaboration. Um, it's, you know, Christina and I had, she's $5 less than me, but she's considering coming back to 60. <laughs> I feel I'm okay. I don't want to discount it to 55 for a first float because I've got 30 years experience. So I've got a lot yes. of, you know, I've got a lot of value that I'm giving um, that they're not going to get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And uh, that makes me feel happy. You know, I've done That's a, great. Yeah. And a lot of work. Bottom line, like it has to feel right for you, right? For what, yeah. what you're asking for. I'm telling you everything I've done has been on intuition. There's, I just, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. It's been, I mean, when I had the float center in, in the eighties, I used television and radio and newspapers. Oh, wow. Right. So, cause there was no internet. Right. There just so I hear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Life before the internet. Um, and so it was a very different animal. You know, I, I, it's funny cause I was looking, I was cleaning out all my files and I found my old price list. <laughs> so, I discounted down to fifteen dollars a float to st- to students who would buy a ten like a ten pu- ten punch card, and they could float anytime they wanted between certain hours, which were my flow hours. Uh huh. But it was fifteen dollars. That's I, insane. I think a, a float was twenty five normally. Wow. Wow. So that was back in the day, and it was like my goal was to have ten floats a week. <laughs> Like, like it's insane. It was. Insane. I love that you're laughing about that. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. Well, there there was a lot of changes that happened. I mean, the I think I was I was trained I, I was trained by Altered States, which was the flotation location to go to in in Southern California. And um, when I was starting this up again, I was talking to Graham, and he said you should talk to Kevin Johnson. So I called Kevin. Um, because honestly, also, I started with a Zen tent, which I can't um, not recommend enough. I mean, don't do that. <laughs> it's a, I don't want to put down Zen tent, but it's not for commercial use and, at all. And that, that's funny that we we actually talked about that with him uh, somewhat recently on the show. Can can you, I'm sorry to, to dis, no, distract here, but can you explain why it's not a good idea for commercial use? Yeah, um, it's not powerful <laughs> enough. The, the pump the, the isn't pump. powerful enough. Also, there's no insulation, mm-hmm. um, and so it's uh, you know the sound is, is difficult. Sure, <clears throat> but um, it's also terrible to clean. I mean, it's uh, like mm-hmm. all these little corners, and then you've got to mm-hmm. you know either get in the tank all the time, and it's completely black, so you've got like a miner's <laughs> hat on, and the, or you have to lift it up, and then that can tear at the fabric and at the yeah. seams every every time you lift it. It's it's a little more stress on the seams. Got it. But the um, the pump is not adequate, and I had two pumps working, and oh, it wow. just it wasn't adequate. Not only that, it's like I think I was cleaning hair out of the impeller like once every two days. Oh, interesting. For those yeah. that for those that don't know, the Zen float tent, Thanks, I, it's a very slow pump, so it's it's meant for home use. So when you're not using it, you plug it in, and it sort of filters all the time. When you use okay. it, I believe you uh, you unplug it and it stops filtering. Um, in most commercial centers, they want a turnover rate of either three or five or seven or how many X amount of times in 15 minutes. Right. Um, so that's that's one of the reasons why they are not for commercial use. And I believe that Shane expressed that. He said, if anyone's using it for commercial, 
of course the pump's not going to work, but, and he sort of went on, check out the podcast if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that's how the, that's how the filtration works on the Zen tent. They're a continuous filtration. Right. So what ended up happening in the, in the meantime is I had sold, when I sold Cloud9, the first one, I had sold it to this man who became a very dear friend of mine. And he was in his 20s at the time. And he bought my flotation tanks. I had a room and I had a Samadhi float furniture um, tank. Nice. Nice. So that's, that's where I started. <laughs> I built my own room. I had um, cool. painted the night sky to scale in the, in the tank. Um, I think I may have been the first one to do that. I'm not sure. Um, and, uh, awesome. and so I sold him the tanks and I called him because he still lived in Tucson. I said, do you happen to have those tanks? He said, no, I have an oasis now. And I said, oh, are you still floating? He said, every day. No like, way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he is a multimillionaire and he attributes floating every day to exponential growth in his business. Wow. He's, he's amazing. Anyway, I said, well, if you ever decide to get rid of the Oasis, let me know. Two days after I filled the Zen tent, he calls me. Yeah, I decided to get a float pod. Do you want the Oasis? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <Like>, yes. <laughs> so six weeks later, he had his float pod. I got his Oasis. I sold the, the, the Zen tent, and all everything has been good since then. That's hilarious. I yeah. love it. You asked me a different question. Oh, uh, that was just- good. Uh, what was my well? <laughs> how about you ask us a question? I know you wanted to ask if I think the question was if if you had a question for us, what would it be? Um, what has been your best marketing um, tool or not tool? Yeah, campaign, campaign tool. But wait, before we do that, I just want to tell this because oh. I think this is really funny. Please. So I so I <laughs> talked to Kevin Johnson about the pump problem. And he, he and I start talking and all of a sudden we realize we're about the same age and we've been floating for about the same time. And he used to work at Altered States. And I said, oh, my God, when I did my apprenticeship with Altered States, you were you were the guy who was there right along with me. Oh, so no we, way. Like training with you? Training with me. <laughs> so we had a nice little moment and we, you know, we were talking about cleaning the tanks and things like that. And he said, he said, I'll deny this. So he didn't say this. I'm saying it. Sure, the, way sure, we, sure. the way we used to start our day in those days was we would open our doors, we'd throw a cup of, Clor- of Clorox into the tank and run it <laughs> for, for about 20 minutes. And that was it till the end of the day. You know, that's, that's better than course. I expected, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That ain't, that is not as bad as I thought it would be. Oh, no, we didn't do less than that. <laughs> and who, who is he, by the way, for our listeners who don't know? Kevin? Yeah. Kevin Johnson. Um, Kevin is the owner of Zero, Zero, Gravity. Zero Gravity in Austin, Texas. And he makes, yeah. um, he makes float centers and, or makes float environments now. Nice. So float he, rooms. Float rooms. Okay. So yeah. Whereas he didn't have a break apparently in the twenty years that the rest of us did. Hmm. Um, uh, but he got me back in touch with Jeff, who's now who was the owner of um, Altered States, who now lives in New Zealand. He's out of the float business, but he's still doing mind spas. And that was an amazing place. I mean, that was in an apartment building in West Hollywood, and I think they rented two or three apartments on the same floor, and people would go in and out of the of the apartments and do different things. And Interesting. That is totally, a different time, man. Wow. Totally different time. It was wonderful. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's my question to you guys would be oh, right. what has been your best 
campaign? What's been the thing that you, you, you got all these quotes from? I'm going to go first just because I think mine's lame, which is almost kind of already been covered, which you've been doing, which is I think our starter pack is the best thing that we've ever done, which is you uh, if you come in, well, or excuse me, there's always three floats for the price of two. So if somebody comes in and pays full price for their float, we can basically say the, uh, to them that you buy one, get one free uh, if, if they basically pay right then, mm -hmm. uh, which is also nice because people are way more uh, interested in signing up while they're physically in your space as opposed to 10 seconds after they've walked out of your building or at least the likeliness that they're going to gonna book again or, or pay. Um, and then I guess I'd bridge that a little bit to our thank you card system, which is we leave a thank you card in each room. If anybody comes in with a yes, we use some Groupon uh, or a gift certificate. Uh, so basically, if somebody comes in on any kind of a discount, we're going to leave that thank you card in there. We mention it to them at the very end of the tour that there's some discounts on the other side if they enjoyed their float experience. And uh, so there's discounted floats, which uh, up the price a little bit. So you're buying a, pa a package or two floats. Uh, or you can do a 90-minute massage and a float as well at discount. So there's just... Uh, just, just trying to bridge that way and have points of contact where we're letting them know that there's there are deals to be had, if, if that doesn't sound too cheesy. Lance, how about you? Yeah, well, to bring people in, um, to get people, mean. yeah, mm. to bring people in, it, it has been social media. And through social media is being real and personable and, and having good content. Um, that's what's worked the best for us. Um, for retaining clients, um, giving them the best experience possible. We maintain a clean studio. Um, we give a good orientation. We have a space um, that you know grabs people and and is really our lobby and our space is sort of the icon of of you know what people remember when they think of the float jacket is our space. Um, and a lot of people, um. A lot of people come because of how we treat them as people. Um, a lot of people are accustomed to, to floating at certain times because they come out and we interact with them in a certain way. Um, so, yeah, bringing people in, social media, retaining those clients, delivering the best service we can and being real, treating people like real people. How about yourself, Amy? For us, it's definitely been social media, and interestingly enough, we, we had a social media company, and that was probably one of the worst mistakes we've made. It could actually hurt your uh, hurt your business, but uh, since we've taken it back, uh, ever, taken everything back over, uh, it's been nice to, we've seen a lot of growth, and I think it's because we do have conversations with people on there. We reach out to people. Um, we've had, uh, we have a local brewery or um distillery i'm sorry reach out just like oh yeah just kind of uh offhanded you should come down and visit our distillery like, oh okay great we will can i bring my team and you know you, you start to get involved with the community and things happen it really is even though I, i'm going to say social media it's really about what we do with social media which is open conversations and um and comment and be consistent with commenting and asking questions and recognizing people on social media. Like, Oh, Hey, I saw that you came in the other day. It was really nice to see you. Um, and just really recognizing and, and listening. That's been fantastic for us. And we've seen a jump in our um, financial side as well as um, the amount of people we see coming in. Nice. How, how was that for an answer for you? Those are great. I'm, I want to, because I do social media too, I need to get Instagram. Um, but Me I, too. 
yeah, boy, do I need to get Instagram. <laughs> I pretty much just do Facebook, and but I've got reviews on Yelp. Don't buy anything. Um, <laughs> gosh, should I not say things like that? Um, say whatever you want to say. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't like the Yelp. I, I bought a package from Yelp, and it was like the worst money I've ever spent. Hmm. It's terrible. You don't need to do it because people are going to find you. People are looking for flotation. They're not looking for flotation under massage. You know, so it yeah. it just kind of didn't work real well for me. To I, have I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or chiropractic. Um, but Yelp reviews, um, TripAdvisor reviews. You know, when I found out that if you go to Singapore, the number one thing to do in Singapore is to go get a pedicure with fishies. Hmm. That's what's on TripAdvisor is the number one thing. So I thought, well, heck, if I just can get a few people to yeah. review on TripAdvisor in Tucson, that's going to push me up. Yep. So, you know, like really recommend, you know, like I request, I, I, I request reviews. So I, re I send a little link that has a, uh, a, that has a link. I send them a thank you email after they float. And I ask them to please review me if they had a good experience. And so they, that's really helped, I think, to get people, because people will say, when I say, how did you find me? We found you on, on the internet. You had the best reviews. <laughs> nice. So, you know, it's like when you have a choice, you're going to go with the one who has the, uh, right. the better reviews. Mm -hmm. right? that's awesome. So that's a good thing. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm really curious as far as content and as far as what you're doing on social media, how that's translating into sales or is it or is it just um, exposure that you're getting and then people are it's one of the seven ways they're going to find you. And yeah, that's it. Uh, it oh, sorry, go ahead. No. Admittedly, uh, when you do on social media, sometimes measuring that uh, that social media, the money that you put out on social media and see your return on investment can be a little tough for mm -hmm. sure, particularly with Instagram, particularly with Snapchat. Um, but what we're seeing is a general correlation. So depending mm -hmm. on how you measure it. So the way that we do it, I always am, I'm running a uh, what I call a leads ad so that I can collect emails and that sort of thing. Uh, when you collect oh. emails, then you have an opportunity to keep reaching out to them over and over and over again. Right. And long term, uh, short term, I'm seeing, of course, uh, the amount of floats that I see per month increase. Uh, but long term now I have, especially with the email lead ads, I can see, OK, here's my list. How many of these people have now come in? Let me start checking that off. So okay. it's a little longer term, a little bit slower growth, but uh, but we're seeing some some uh change from that some growth from that and amy is that done on facebook or is that done yeah, on Instagram? it's done on facebook and that's the really nice thing i, I didn't know that do a plug cool. here for facebook the one thing that i really like um so one thing you can do on facebook you can specifically do a leads ad um and what you can what we make a contest um where they can win a free float twice a month uh, and what they do is they click on the link to sign up and it just automatically draws in their facebook emails uh, so they don't have to type in anything. They just click the link and that lead is added to our lead sheet. And so it's very easy for them to sign up. And it, I think it's probably one of the best bangs, even though it costs more to do, I think it's one of the best bang for the bucks that you can do on Facebook advertising. Because awesome. then you can do... turn around and upload those names. Uh -huh. And then on Facebook, you can target ads directly to the names and the addresses that you've collected. And, wow. 
I, my mind why, is being blown. This, this is why Amy is leading the marketing planning <laughs> <laughs> roundtable on May 17th. Yeah. We've all got some good ideas. I feel lucky. Now, do you do well, a newsletter as well? I do. Okay, me too. I'm surprised how active our newsletters are. I was always told, keep it short and simple, and that's what I mainly believe, but we have ended up creating tons of content for our newsletters, which aren't monthly. It'd be great if we got them out monthly. We don't, um, but uh, I'm, I'm so surprised by how many people read the Floater Spotlight and mm -hmm. are completely invested, and they're just that much more bonded to our business, you know? People are you know, reaching those short emails, and the reality of it is there's a lot of studies being done that longer is a little better mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in many cases. You know what else I've been doing, which has really been awesome, is I started doing classes on Friday nights. So like twice a month, I'll do a class on, um, like I'll invite somebody to come in and do a class on aromatherapy, or I'll invite Perfect. somebody to come in and do something on shamanism, and then I'm using their list to have people oh, come in nice. to the float center so they can see the float rooms and they can see what that's all about. And I've gotten some, you know, really great response from that. And then I'm also doing classes um, at natural grocers. Mm -hmm. So if you guys have a natural grocers in your area, uh, they they are looking for people to give classes uh, on all kinds of different subjects. Mm -hmm. So that would be, you know, you just go to their website and you say you want to give a class. And it says nutrition. Don't just don't even think of it. Don't worry about that. They just want to know that you have a degree or you have, you know, they want to know that you ah. aren't a fly-by-night kind of person. Mm. <laughs> um, so I give a class on um, intentional breathing and, um, and grounding. And of course, I talk about floating. So people come for one thing and then they're also being introduced to floating or I'll give, you know, a class on color therapy or something like that. And so I'm finding, again, that the more I can get out into the community and more I can be a speaker, that's where I'm getting more bang for my buck and my time because it doesn't cost me anything to do that and um and people get a longer version than a 30 second commercial that you get in networking and if i can add to that one of the things i wouldn't say it's my best marketing but uh, we talk at a lot of um uh centers uh, i'm sorry uh support groups and oh. that it's so it's kind of along a similar vein we do a, they let us come and talk about floating and the uh benefits and we've had a lot of uh, good things happen from that, even outside of oh individual clients, but creating relationships that mm -hmm. lead to other things down the road. So sure. it's very similar to what you're saying, and I I totally am down with that. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> that's great, Kaylin. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. This has been an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate it, and uh, thanks you for too. being an open book. We always appreciate that as well. So thank sure. you. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing. And um, let's see here. Is there anything else you guys wanted to ask or anything before we sign off here? I think we're going to put a pin in this one. Again, thanks for, for joining us. And I do want to give a shout out to Brian for helping produce the show and to Emily for writing our show notes. Thank you so much. And for everybody else, remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week.